For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 108 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhardt. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And you are dealing with a very fucking frustrated Halls Burkhardt this week. I have had a couple of frustrating fucking days. But I duct taped some shit together, got it all rigged up, and we're trying to get an episode out for you guys. Sorry. It was not out today, this morning, like it normally is. Uh, I've been having some internet problems. And they're refusing to come fix it is the fucked up part. Yeah. So, real quickly, uh, yesterday morning, I had this whole plan for Friday. I was going to work from home. I was going to report record the podcast with Will, like we normally do on Friday night. And then, my lady and I were going to go see Spider-Man. So, I wake up yesterday morning. Make a little breakfast, um, chilling out, and I noticed, oh, that's weird. The internet on my phone doesn't seem to be working. And so I try a couple of things around the house, restart the modem and the wireless router, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Nothing seems to work. So I call up my internet service provider, and they are um, pretty much the epitome of unhelpful. And they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, have you tried restarting the modem? Yes, I've tried restarting the modem. Yes, I'm not an idiot. Yes, I know that is your first fucking go-to. So they had me try all these other things. Run the the hard wire into my laptop. It's still not getting any internet. I'm on the phone with them for about 40 minutes and the guy goes, oh, well, I just checked the service map in your area and there's an outage in your area. But it should only be a couple of hours. Uh, do you want me to sign you up for a phone call notification for when it comes back online? And I say, sure. Yeah, that would be great. So he says a couple of hours. A couple of hours goes by. Still nothing. Still no internet. Jesse goes to work at 4.30. Still no internet. Meanwhile, I have a ton of work backed up where I'm like, oh, I would really like to start working on all this work I have. So I can go see Spider-Man and record a fucking podcast tonight. Then uh, I, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. 
I'm going to go lay down and take a nap, cool off a little bit. Surely it'll be working by the time I get up. Or I'll get woken up with a phone call from them saying, hey, everything's working. Right. Two couple hours later, I wake up. No phone call. No, no internet. It's not until almost 11 o'clock last night that I get a phone call saying, hey, your service is back online. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Problem is, it's not back online. Oh, no. My internet is not working at all. So I call them again and I say, hey, I got a call saying the service was back up. The shit ain't working. What's the deal? And the first guy I talked to walks me through the exact same steps, but I do them. I do them. I restart my router. I hardwire in. I do all this shit. Nothing's working. And his last piece of advice before he gets off the phone with me is, I don't know, man. Change some settings or something. Oh. So I get off the phone. I start messing around. And then, oh, oh, check it out. I've got internet. It connects. But it is going like dial-up speed slow. Like less than a megabyte of download. Right? That is extreme. I get 200 download speed. Right? I got that mega fast internet. So I call him and I say, hey, it's connecting, but it's going really slow. The second guy walks me through all the same fucking steps again. And look, I get it. Working customer service sucks, especially in that field. I did it for five years. I did this exact line of work for five years. I was in internet technical support. Right Right. around the time that high-speed internet was really kicking off and and people were really starting to get like DSL and stuff. So I know it sucks. Yeah, and you had to deal with people that got high-speed internet that didn't necessarily know what they were doing. So you had to walk people through all those steps as well. Right. I understand, but at some point... You're not one of those people. Right. At some point, somebody should be able to give me some help. Well, then he tells me, look, we've done everything we can on our side. There's no service interruption in your area. We can get someone out by Tuesday. Tuesday! Tuesday! (laughs) <laughs> and that's when the top of your head explodes off. Yeah, and and like I'm as nice as possible. I'm you've seen me melt down on the phone when I was getting really bad technical support one time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was not that. Nowhere close to that. I was like, "Man, that doesn't work for me. I work from home a lot of the time and you're talking about really cutting into that." And his response is, "Sir, I get it. I live on the internet too." Oh, oh, my God. Oh, so I did oh. what was best for me at that point. I just got off the phone and I was like, fuck it. I guess my internet will be fixed Tuesday. Guess there, you know, maybe there won't be a podcast. I don't know. And then this morning or then I'm, I'm going at it with them a little bit on Twitter, like their support thing on Twitter, like yeah. cracking jokes. And, and I'm like, my internet's moving slower than when I first got internet at 13 and tried to search for boobs on Yahoo. Yeah. And shit like that. And they get up with me on DM and they're like, we can maybe move you up in the appointment list. And I'm like, okay, whatever. This morning I get up, no news, hearing nothing from them. So I call. And before I can even talk to somebody, I get a recorded message saying, oh, there's a service outage in your area. Would you like a phone call when it comes back online? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I would. (laughs) <laughs> oh. so needless to say 
Didn't get any work done yesterday. Didn't record a podcast yesterday. Didn't fucking go see Spider-Man yesterday. Not stoked. White people problems. White people problems for sure. First world problems. First world problems. So let's let's forget all that. That's in the past. I'm uh, I'm running uh, Will's uh, Skype call through my data on my cell phone, so it's not going to sound as nice as it normally does. His melodious voice isn't going to sound as crystal clear as I typically like, but we're going to get it done. Now, since that's how we're doing it, we're not going to be able to do emails and voicemails this week. We will get gonna to those. It's going to have to be brief. It's going to have to be brief, brief-ish. And honestly, if it weren't for the fact that I didn't want to miss another week of Blue Harvest this year, and the fact that some big-ass shit just got dropped on us, we probably wouldn't have done a show. So, uh, before we get to said big-ass shit, let me give you guys the business. It's going to be a a frustrated business this week. Sometimes that's good business. Uh, Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. Email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. Buy our things, shirts and whatnot at tpublic.com slash user slash Blue Harvest Podcast. We are so excited to be part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network, along with such amazing podcasts as Now This Is Podcasting, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, Idiot's Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Cantina Cast, Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for wieners, Tarkin's Top Shelf, I think I said them twice, First Order Transmissions, and The Cargo Hold. All right. So as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, uh, we got a behind-the-scenes reel from The Last Jedi today. And boy, is it exciting. It's really good. Um, the D23 Disney convention is going on, so it was pretty well known that we'd be getting something from The Last Jedi today, and given how, given how the movies have been marketed the last two years, it's no surprise that we got the behind-the-scenes reel. Um, and we're recording this less than an hour after it uh, got posted online, so... Uh, Unfortunately, the way I normally like to do this sort of thing is Will and I sort of watch it while we're recording and stop and uh, address stuff as it comes up. But because of the way I'm having to record this week, that's not really an option. So Will and I watched it several times, took notes, and um, and we're going to just, uh, you know, cover it as best as we can, guys. Um, what would you think of it, buddy? I thought it was incredible. I watched it the first time and it gave me goosebumps and then I watched it again. I just thought it was really, really good. Great behind the scenes level stuff. Neat little, you know, tidbits, little Easter eggs, I feel like, you know, that we're going to talk about. Just, I don't know, just a good, good behind the scenes clip. Makes you feel good. Nostalgic, really sad to see Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Um, I uh, I don't know if it's the because it was just released hype, but I think this might be my favorite of the three uh, behind the scenes reels we've gotten from the new movies. Um, by the way, this is all that was covered in Star Wars uh, news at D23. No Han Solo news. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy wasn't even at D23. They mentioned that that she's in London on set of Han Solo with Ron Ron Howard right now. So, 
Um, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I'll yeah, allow it. I'll That's allow important. it for sure. Um, no new spinoff announcement. Um, no, you know, anything like that. Just, you know, brought out the cast, apparently showed some, um, some pictures, and then we got this behind-the-scenes reel. Um, so w- w- do you have a favorite moment? You know, not not specifically. I, I, you know, I did my breakdown of all the moments. Um, I guess if I had to to pick one, it would be, I don't know. I guess maybe it's because I'm just nostalgic for Carrie Fisher and sad that she's not here anymore. But when she says it's a story about family, you know, I'm like, right. oh man, oh man, that just hits me right in the feels. I agree. That's a good one. Um. So I took some notes, and uh, we'll we'll cross compare some notes. Uh, you know, it sort of starts off with your typical behind the scenes, like showing shots, shots being set up, director yelling, action, that sort of thing. There's a cool sets being built. Yeah, there's a cool shot of a guy down in a trench getting blasted with the like red earth from um, I believe that's uh, crate. I believe that's the name of that planet, crate. Um the planet with like the red dirt that we saw in the tree uh, trailer. Um, You know, nothing too crazy. I just thought it was a a neat setup for how he got that shot. Like he's down in the trench, like all ponchoed up and is getting blasted with this fucking fake red dirt. Um, A really cool shot early on. I thought was the Falcon at night next to the campfire. Oh, yeah. I thought that was neat on Octu, obviously. Um, we have uh, Daisy Ridley describing the story as unexpected, but right. Right. Interesting way to put it. They kind of stressed that through the trailer. Um, even Mark Hamill was like, you know, I always think where they're going, but they always surprise me with the story elements and stuff. I'm paraphrasing. Um, yeah. So, it'll be interesting to see what they're referring to. Right. I mean, you know, I'm sure, (laughs) giving its placement in this new trilogy, pretty much everybody, just like me, is expecting some sort of big reveal or twist or something. So, um, uh, then we see, do you have anything that you'd like to add sort of to this first? This first section, there's a really cool shot of that stone village. Yes. Which I'm assuming is the first Jedi temple. Or the, um, yeah, or their first settlement or something. Or know. on Octu, but that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a shot of C-3PO's chest mold, you know, so we know that, you know, C-3PO has a part in there. You see Chewbacca's hair in rollers, which is really funny and neat to see. Well, yeah, and it also, I think the first cast member you hear say anything is Anthony it's Daniels Anthony. saying right. episode eight. Oh, my God. The He's, first yeah. one didn't even have a number. Right. There's four speeders lined up, mm-hmm. like four speeders lined that They look awesome. That had me really stoked. And then, like you said, that that shot of the red dirt exploding was awesome. And the Millennium Falcon by the campfire, you know, that looks like a whole Millennium Falcon. It didn't look CG like, oh yeah, I, you know, maybe maybe I'm off, but that looked like a whole real size Millennium Falcon and a little campfire next to it. That's tight. Yeah, the um, the uh. I wonder, like, you know, in in past behind-the-scenes reels, it's been a mixture of, like, behind-the-scenes stuff with some actual shots from the movie sort of mixed in. 
And I think that may be one of them. Um, yeah, also, it's possible. Some, some of, of the animals in there too. Yeah, some of the um, the leaked stuff, like people that have gotten like spy photos of the sets and stuff. That was a full Millennium Falcon. At least, yeah. like, I don't know if you could go up inside it, but at least the outside sort of framework was all there. Um, yeah. Uh, we see Luke holding the saber. Yep, and his his hand all, like, taped off green screen because yeah. it'll be, you know, the robo hand. Yeah. But we do see him holding that saber. And, like, looking at it and inspecting it. Um. Then uh, we see stormtroopers with these new melee weapons that there have like been a so, claw mace or something. Yeah, I don't know. that's been uh, rumored about and reported on by making Star Wars. It looks really cool. It like it pops out. It has a mechanism to it. Yeah. Um. Uh. Really looking forward to that. Oh, side note. Apparently, during the panel, Finn mentioned that he has a major confrontation with a character. And then Gwendolyn Christie got all up in his face, like, you know, playing around, joking around. So I think that's pretty safe to say that we're going to see Finn and Phasma fucking duking it out in this movie. Yeah. I'm excited about that prospect. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> then we see some um, sort of creature shop wolf uh, work, a really crazy looking wolf creature. It's like, I don't know, like a, it looks like its fur is crystalline or glass or something. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks cool. And like a Kitsune kind of weird. Yeah. If I yeah. were in um, the Star Wars universe, I'd be petting that motherfucker for sure. You'd pet every animal, like the long eared llama looking thing. Yeah, in the that's what I was going to say. The llama horse or whatever that thing is. Looks like part llama, plot, part horse. That thing would be getting mad pets from me. Those big old ears. Um, what do you think about that sort of section of the behind the scenes? Uh, it was awesome. I mean, just awesome. A lot of that creature shop stuff was incredible. You know, because we saw some really cool creatures in Force Awakens, but I feel like we're going to see a lot more in this one, just because I've already seen a lot more cool creatures in this behind the scenes footage. Um the scene of Luke and Ray sitting together in the cave. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Um, and Ray saying that people are going to be shocked by the story elements. Like hearing that makes me feel like my mind's just going to be blown no matter what. Um, and then Mark Hamill saying, you know, some of the story, you know, like he said, he, he thought he knew where it was going, but some of the story things he couldn't have even imagined, mm. you know, I just keep feeling like I'm going to have my mind blown. Um, the shot with Ray running with the saber and then practicing with it. Mm -hmm. That was epic, epic and awesome. Yeah. And uh, the cool thing about that shot with her practicing was that you could see a helicopter on the pad, you know, in that same shot, like either landing or about to take off. And I, you know, I don't know. I know that's not in the movie, but it was kind of neat just seeing her practice and seeing a helicopter over there on the pad. What? I mean, I don't know if that was, a helicopter that was dropping them off on the location, which it could very you, well be. You would think. Or, or bringing them lunch. It could be a helicopter shot. Like, you know, the end of The Force Awakens when it sort of zooms out after Ray is holding the saber and it sort of pans around the island, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah. that's a helicopter shot, which seems, seemed out of place in Star Wars at the time to me because that's not really something 
they've done much of, if any, before then. Um, I'm by no means the most encyclopedic when it comes to Star Wars shot history. Right. Um, but it, it, it's possible that they could be using that for some sort of helicopter shot of maybe her training. Um, uh, then we saw some underwater stuff, it looked like. Yeah. Like in a big green screen water tank with like Ray, who I assume is Ray, diving down into the water and stuff. Uh, that'll be interesting. Um, I, I assume if that is Ray, then, you know, it's something she's up to on Oct 2. Right. We see um, a shot of Finn coming out of that stasis pod or whatever. Yes. Yes. That's I assume cool. that's him waking up after his injuries. It's got like right. a, I don't know. It looks almost like a cockpit bubble that's sliding yeah. back or something. Um, yeah. We also see a shot of what looks like Poe in the cockpit of an A-wing. Yeah. And now, then explosions on the front of it. Yeah. I don't know if that's supposed to be the same A-wing or, or what, but... You know, in the trailer and even in this behind the scenes, we see that hangar with Poe's X-Wing blowing up. So that makes me yeah. wonder, like, is he going to be rocking an A-Wing for part of this movie? Or That'd be cool. That'd be so cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we have a cute little uh, section where John Boyega is joking around saying that they need a new director because Ryan can't do good Wookiee sounds. And I'm here to tell you, man, Wookiee sounds, you either got it or you don't. There is no, Wookiee sounds are hard to learn. And, you know, and that's, I learned that in college and high school, just from all the different friends. Like there are some dudes that can do the Wookiee sound. And then there are some dudes that try, you know, wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. and just don't get it quite right. I can't, I can't do a good Wookiee sound. I can do a lot of other sounds and voices. Wookiee sound is not one of them. I can do a decent one. But you do, great. you do a decent Wookiee sound. But not like, it's not like people would be like, holy shit, has Ben Bird in the room? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> holy crap. <laughs> you know, I could do an approximation. <laughs> uh, see, I'm too, too fired up right now. I, I'm, yeah. I put myself on the spot. That was terrible. The vocal cords are dense. Dense. Um, the human torch was denied a bank loan. Um... Uh, we see a cool shot of uh, a resistance gunner, I guess, in a gun turret. In the, and yeah. it's very... It's not a quad laser cannon, but it's no, like a... A bubble. A bi-laser cannon. Yeah, and it's... it's. Um, this was actually reported on by Making Star Wars as well. So some confirmation of stuff they've been reporting on. Um, it's, it's almost like the gunships in Attack of the Clones that the clone troopers sit in that have like the bubble bubble area you yep. know what i'm talking about uh very yep, rebel rem- yep um very reminiscent of that looks cool but i the like cannons see- themselves kind of look like the cannons that are on the front of an at the like the alternating yes yeah I, I could see that um also like you said very similar to like the quad laser cannon but there's just two right um then we start getting into some stuff that i am very interested in we see Kylo or Adam Driver practicing against a couple of opponents at once who look like they're yep. wielding like bow staffs, which yep. you got to assume that's not what the final weapon is. It's just what they're right. using to train. Um, 
What do you think that is? I don't know. Before that, I don't. I'm not trying to. We we saw Benicio del Toro very briefly. Very briefly, and we, we saw, saw ben- some Laura Dern with the purple hair, yep. pink or purple hair, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, Kylo practicing with a saber against some opponents. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's a flashback of. It could be. Or maybe it's I don't know who would who I don't know who would step to Kylo. Maybe he's training against some stormtroopers with that those phase batons or whatever. That's what I was wondering because, you know, Force Awakens ends with um, Snoke saying, you know, bring Kylo to me. It's time to uh, complete his training. It and makes he got me, his ass whooped. Yeah, it, it's making me wonder if that's what we're seeing is a training scene. Like, is yeah, this Kylo training with some of these new royal guards that, um, you know, have been reported on that we've been hearing exactly. about? Exactly. Like, um, Snoke's like, oh, you got your ass whooped by a noob with a lightsaber. It's time for you to... Tussle against practice. my crew for a little while. Um, <laughs> and then we see... See Ray Re- doing something, too. Yes, with, like, three or four guys yeah. with these. So, that... Okay, I think it's a long shot, but could it be that Kylo, it's definitely not, but you will hear people saying, oh, Kylo turns good or decides to be good and is helping Ray out in no. this fight. I, think, I this, don't think so. I think this is them training for two different sequences. If I had to guess, it, it's one it is, may, go ahead, bud. Yeah, no, go ahead. I was going to say, if I had to guess one of them, the Kylo one is him training and then the Ray one is her facing off against either these new royal guards or Knights of Ren or that's what I was going to say. I think it's possible that they're um, rep- the new Imperial guards both ways, but I don't think they're on the same side. Like I think you know, like you said, I think Kylo Ren's probably training, and then it's a completely different scene where Ray's taking on. You know, some opponents might be Knights of Ren, though. I didn't I don't know. You know, I don't know anything about the Knights of Ren. I don't know if they have weapon capabilities that could stand up to a lightsaber. And that's the thing. This new world, this new Star Wars universe world, like there are weapons that can stand up to a lightsaber because in, you know, originally a lightsaber was the only thing that could stand up to a lightsaber. And then the prequels come along and the Magna guard have those like buzz baton. Yeah. Bow staff things that could stand up to a lightsaber. Um, but you know, that was all at that point. That was all I knew that could. And I assume those batons are a same variation of that same thing. So I don't know. I don't know if the, you know, Knights of Ren have that capability to stand up against a lightsaber. Uh, it it would make sense, you know, if you're going to fight Jedi, but right. since there are no Jedi. Well, that makes me wonder if, like, was the First Order, like, when it was created, did Snoke specifically equip, you know, Stormtroopers and maybe his personal guard with weapons that could stand up against the lightsaber in case, you know, he ever it did run into Luke or any other Jedi or something? Was this... Right, you know something he was prepared for, and you right. know in the um, the old legend stuff, there they established other things. I believe it was called vibranium. I, I think it wrong. was vibranium because like in... a, a special metal that could 
in Knights of the Old Republic, there are like katana, like vibranium swords that could hold swords up to that him. stand up to a lightsaber, which yeah. I thought was weak. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you're not going to have, you know, enemies that can um, wield lightsabers, but you want to still have that melee combat, you got to come up with something. So. It doesn't really bug me that much if they're going to throw some weapons in there that can stand up to a lightsaber. Um, yeah, the, the stuff with her training against all those dudes is very fucking fascinating to me. Yeah. Um, then we see some quick shots of more creature work stuff. More and, creatures and, and aliens, which is awesome. And, they're awesome, dude. Yeah, we see in this whole thing, we see a lot of behind-the-scenes shots of what I assume is Canto Bight, the casino city planet or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and, and, you know, they showed a lot of that in the variety pictures with all the fancy aliens and tuxedos and stuff. So we see a lot of that. I assume that's where a lot of this alien stuff comes into. But then we see the motherfucking porgs, the little birds that look like a yeah. cross between like a rat and a penguin and a puffin and my dog yep. Luna. Like, and it's practical and it's like sitting on a table and it is so good. It is so, so good. Like, it's got yep. this shocked, surprised expression on its face, on its stupid little fucking face. Yep. Man, I'm stoked to see those, those things. So am I, dude. Um, and there's also another shot of them sort of prepping one on the rocks on, on Octu. Um, I don't think either of the shots of the Porgs are actually shots from the movies. They definitely look behind the scenes type, you know, like they're behind the scenes type shots. Um, the first one looks like it's literally sitting on a work table in the creature shop or something. Um, we see, and, and man, some of those alien designs are weird and creepy. There's like a giant, spider-faced looking thing almost you know i'm not down with that no you're not um and then some stuff that looks a little more akin to the sort of classic gray aliens even like sort of a takeoff on those Um, and then like some short frog looking people yeah there's like even a little guy like a little i don't think he's the same race but a little little maber gascon type (laughs) guy on a table i'm gonna see what he's up to that little guy um, do you have anything in your notes to add to this sort of section? No, we, we covered just about all of it. I don't know if this approaches the next section, but then there's the shot with Finn and the other lady dressed as uh first order. Yes. Finn and guess, Rose. officers. And, and Rose. I'm not trying to cut anybody out of the discussion. Like I said, I just took down some quick notes, but there's some, you know, nice sound clips of Kelly Marie Tran talking about the movie and stuff. Um, There's a shot of the lady doing the Maz Kanata. Uh, yes, there is a scene, um, motion capture for Lapita Nyong'o. Um, Lapita Nyong'o. Doing Maz Kanata. That is very true. Um, I saw 12 Years a Slave. That's a rough movie. Yes, it is. That is a rough movie. Yes, anyway. it is. Um, yeah, so Rose and Finn in First Order uniforms. Looks like we're going to have the classic Star Wars setup of 
our heroes disguise themselves as the bad guys to go on some sort of mission. And I mean, Finn's the perfect one to do it, you know. Yeah. If anyone's going to do it. Yeah, you just wonder if, like, he would run the chance of running into someone that knows he left. Phasma or the dude that yells traitor, I guess, is your... No, homeboy that yelled traitor is uh, D-E dead. D-E-D dead. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's cool. Like I'm looking forward to seeing, oh yeah, like, you know, a number one on my list of what I want to see is, is the Ray and Luke stuff, but I'm really starting to get fascinated about what, like, uh, the resistance is going to be up to in this movie. Like why, what are Rose and Finn after that they need to dress up as first order officers or lieutenants or whatever to you know sneak onto the first order base or wherever they're, they're going you know right um but it looks cool lots of really cool shots in here of uh carrie fisher in costume looking very uh regal and stately yep. not looking like a fucking um pet boys mechanic like she was in the first uh the force awakens if if you know, just going on the trailer and the behind-the-scenes stuff we've seen so far of this, I would say, thus far, two departments where it looks like this movie is going to outclass The Force Awakens is in the costuming department and in the creature department. Now, Absolutely. you know, it's hard to say with the creature department how it's all going to shake out, how much of these guys will actually see and stuff. But... If if I were to make a complaint about The Force Awakens, you know, the costuming in it would be one of them. There's not a whole lot of cool uh, stuff going on with the costuming. Like, you know, Harrison Ford. I don't know. Han Solo looks cool, but he kind of just looks like Han Solo. But then again, what do you do with Han Solo? Right. How much How much different do you really want to go yeah. with Han Solo? Say, and I thought Ray, you know... Ray looked cool, you know. Ray did and like, look cool, especially at the end with her like quilt armor kind of get up that she's wearing in the beginning of episode eight. Yeah, now that's not saying the, I the hated po the jacket costume. was awesome. Yeah, but then you know, under the po jacket, like he's just Nothing wearing like black. his black jammies the rest of the yeah. movie. Like he looks like he's ready to tuck into bed and watch a little couple episodes of Lost as he falls asleep. Um, and then Princess Leia or General Leia looks like a mechanic like it looks like she you're gonna pull up and she's like do you want the high mileage oil change you know you get 20 percent off because it's ladies day right um it's not that i hated the costumes it, you know it's just the difference between the prequels which had such amazing costuming going on yeah. like so nothing intricate. can really beat that queen on madala shit oh i know she changes outfits every damn scene in that and they're all movies. they're all like lady gaga outfits. <laughs> yeah um, and it, you know, it's probably more of a byproduct of getting to see different sections of the galaxy. Like we're going to get to see this casino planet and everybody's going to be dressed up all fancy and shit. So there's a reason for them to amp up the costuming. Um, then we see, uh, I thought this was interesting, a lineup of Kylo's helmets on a table. Yeah, and the I did see that. One on the end, the one closest to the camera is all kinds of fucked up. Um, all beat up and fucked up. So uh 
you know, looks like maybe they're going to do something to give us a reason for Kylo not having a helmet on as yeah. much as he did in The Force Awakens. Something's going to happen. There's also a shot of Luke in a brown getup. Mm-hmm. You know, the one the one that he's wearing on Octu is kind of white, right? It's Well, the one he's wearing at the end of The Force Awakens and what we you know, assume probably rightly so that he's wearing at the beginning of episode eight. It's very like white and tan and brown, very regal very Jedi master. Obi-Wan on Tatooine kind of. Yeah, but even more white. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's more white. And right. then in later shots, we see him sort of with that outer robe on, but the the outfit underneath is either black or more dark brown, it seems. Yeah. Um. So it looks like our boy Luke's going to have some costume changing going on, too. Um, I wonder about those damn fucking Kylo helmets. Yeah. Um, then we see uh, like a fun little shot of Daisy Ridley and Finn dancing together on a snow planet. Mm-hmm. And Ray is wearing her new outfit. It's not the outfit from the end of The Force Awakens. It's the outfit that... For right now, I'm going to refer to as Jedi Ray because that's what it looks like to me. It looks like right. sort of a an updated new style Jedi garb for Ray. Right, right. Um, I have no idea. Like, was this just a day that they were both shooting on separate sets and they got together on a break or something and they filmed this? Are Ray and Finn going to re- reunite at some point in this movie on a snow planet? What we've seen so far, I have not really seen something that I would describe as a snow planet in any of the trailers or anything. And what little we know about the movie, we know there's Ock 2. Uh, that does not look like, unless I guess there's some you know, high peaks somewhere where there's some snow, but it doesn't appear so. Um, we've got Canto Bite, which is the casino planet, and I'm going to assume that that is not on a snow planet. And then if if it bears any resemblance to Empire Strikes Back, you know, Poe Dameron and Finn may get captured by the resistance and Ray may have to go try to set them free or whatever, walk into a trap. It could be. I don't know that they would mirror it that closely after all the shit they caught for The Force Awakens, but it could very right. well be. You know, it, it could be some sort of take on that whole concept. I mean, you're right. I don't think they would do that after all the crap, you know. Yeah. Force Awakens was basically a new hope. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, it kind of was, but not in a bad way. It's not like... I mean, it, it was an homage, but it wasn't yeah. the same damn thing. Right. Um, That snow planet thing fascinates me. Now, it makes me wonder if on Crate, because we haven't seen much of Crate. We've seen, like, the speeders in the trailer going across the ground, kicking up the red dust. Um, Maybe there's some areas of that planet that are snowy are snowy and maybe that um that speeder thing you know with the AT-ATs the new AT-ATs in the background that we saw in the trailer the first trailer maybe that's like the the conclusion of the movie like maybe that's the big battle that happens at the end and maybe Ray and Luke show up and wreck ass help the resistance that would be amazing that would be badass there's a shot of somebody falling into something. It it uh, at first I'm like, are those thermal detonators? And they're like, no, they're too big. Are they probe droids? I don't or, know. You know, like the interrogation droids, or are they just a different setting? 
I thought the same thing. I didn't think that they were thermal detonators, but that's the first thing they reminded me of. There's like these right. spher spherical objects sort of lining the, the two walls on the sides of where this person is falling. I don't know what the fuck that is. It looks it's cool. A cool shot, though. Like, what if that is some sort of like, I don't know, bomb depository or... Or a droid know. hive, you know, like resting... Yeah, or something like that. But it, it looks cool. I just... I couldn't place it. I couldn't be like, oh, that's what this is, or, you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> then we see my favorite shot of this behind the scenes. And I'm telling you right now, like, when I saw it, I was like, fuck yes, that's what I'm talking about. Ray in a hood, like in a hooded version of her costume, right. holding up the lightsaber. Right. Damn, that looked cool. Damn, yeah, that, that cool. looked cool. Um, and somebody on Twitter was like, I hope that the color of her saber is right. And it's it's really like that aqua color. I don't believe it is. The thing is, uh, on the force... They do of, that to light her face. Right. On the force, and then they come back and do the color over the blade. Right. On The Force Awakens and, you know, apparently this, they're basically fighting with really nice versions of like force effects lightsabers that actually light up and stuff. Right, and that helps them with like the lighting and stuff of the scenes, so like it actually casts the light on the characters and stuff. You, mm -hmm. you see it all over that last uh, lightsaber duel in the Force Awakens. So I assume that's just that it hasn't been. Well, ILM hasn't gone in and added the badass lightsaber effects to that. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be you know the blue lightsaber we've seen her use before. But right. I'm all about. Ray in a fucking Jedi robe with a hood type deal. All about it. Give me that. Seems to be me. a lot of saber action. A oh. lot more saber action. I mean, there was a there was a good deal at the end of Force Awakens, but seems like there's going to be quite a bit. Give it to me. I'm all about that saber action. Still not sure Luke will ignite the old green. Mm -hmm. I hope he does for our good buddy Steel. I hope he does. You know, if he is... He'll better take a towel to the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> towel, a bucket, a mop, a squeegee. He's just like <laughs> a whole backpack full of cleaning supplies and apologies. Um, I This is the thing. If, if he is going to, and something down in me says that we're going to see it, I don't know that it'll be eight. Maybe it'll be nine. But... If he is, that's definitely not something they're going to give away in a trailer or behind the scenes. Hell no. I think it's going to be. And I bet it's last resort. Yeah. I bet he uses force pushes or like, you know, I bet he uses the force to like sweep the deck first. And then at the, you know, very last resort, whips that green saber out. Yeah, that would be tight. I still want. I don't his... know. Obi-Wan pulled it out to chop dude's arm off to just shut it down. Right. That was pretty, you know. I was balling. Um, it's funny. Johnny just sent me a picture of that, like that wolf looking creature on, yeah. on Twitter. And he was like, I know halls. I know halls. You just want to pet it and be friends with it. Yep. He knows you did. He knows me. I had a dream that you and me and Johnny did a heist. Oh, really? Yeah. I watched the town and, uh, oh, I love that fucking movie. A couple nights later, I had a dream that you and me and Johnny pulled a heist. <laughs> what were we robbing? A bank? We robbed a military base that was 
holding brand new dollar bills, like, you know, all wrapped in plastic. <laughs> so we basically, you know, like we basically <laughs> stole brand new cash that hadn't even hit circulation. What yet. role did I play in the heist? You were, um, you know, like hacker technological. Ah, okay. I was about to say the driver. Like, what are you going to do in a heist? Be like, okay, here's the plan. We pull up to the military base. Then we got to get Halls' wheelchair out of the trunk. Set it up. He'll get in the wheelchair. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. It was high tech, though. I mean, it, it, for some reason, we had some advanced technology. You know, you had a Boba Fett suit. You were, like, rocketing around. Oh, wow. So this wasn't I'm, just like this was not it wasn't real life dream. It was a dream. You know, you wake up and you're like, wow, that was a crazy ass dream. That's so awesome. Johnny um, Johnny Grasso was shooting everywhere, you know, like yo! the fucking deck, yo. <laughs> Keep your fucking heads down. Yo. Perfect. Fucking perfect. Oh man, doing this podcast is making me feel a lot better. Making me feel a lot better. All right. Um, And then we have Carrie um, sort of ending the whole thing, saying that. Sweet shot of Billy Lord. Yes. And then Carrie talking about. One of your favorite parts, or your favorite part. Yeah, the movie being about family. And it just, it connects to everything else. Them saying Ryan Johnson put together this story that's epic and it's different but it fits star wars and everybody else saying you know i had no the way they went with this story i couldn't even have imagined and then for carrie fisher to bring it back and say it's a story about family it just blows my mind dude i can't wait and it it sets my mind on fire about ray's origin and Uh, snow yeah that makes me i mean you know because i want ray to be a skywalker and I'm not sure she is, but that's what I want. And will it ruin it for me if she's not? No, but that's what I want. But that's a, the first thing that comes into my mind when she says it's about family. It's like, oh, yeah. well, of course it's about family because that lady right there, she's a Skywalker. Right. She's part of their family. Um, and, I don't know. It hit me in the feels because to flash the picture of Billy Lord, mm-hmm. to have Carrie Fisher talking about it's a story about family – Carrie's not around anymore. Yeah. You know, Mark Hamill is her brother in the movie. It just, oh, man. Beautiful. It's beautiful Hit stuff. me right there. Hit me right there in the heart. Yeah. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to add? I I covered it all. That was pretty in-depth. Yeah. Um, super excited. I'm super excited. What I got to find out is, how do you get the job being the motherfucker that just plays the one piano note for these behind-the-scenes reels? Because I could do yeah. that. Bong. I'm not great musically, but you you give me a Casio with a demo. I think they mode. called Giacchino and like, look, dude, I need you to play. We need uh, we need some behind the scenes music. He's like, I got you. Check this out. <laughs> Something tells me that that's probably just all done digitally or with no, like I, stock this music. This is all digital. Um, this is all digital. This uh, is digital. Just fix it. Digital. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, you know, now what I'm ready for, give us that second teaser and then get us that final trailer and then get us this fucking movie. Can I see this movie now, please? Come on. I know the first teaser is a teaser, but it felt more brief than your average teaser or even the Force Awakens teaser. 
if that makes any sense. Yeah, I could kind of see that. Not the first Force Awakens teaser, because the very first one, the one that came out on Black Friday in 2014, was the epitome of brief. You know, Maybe it's just that I watched that one so many times. Yeah, but it's definitely not as informative or full as the Chewy Were Home trailer that right. came out in at Celebration in 2015. So, Did George Lucas talk some shit to somebody asking for an autograph? Yes. If, if I could play outside audio right now, I would. It's so funny. I, apparently, George Lucas's newest crusade is... Not like a fan, not fans coming up and asking autograph, but like autograph hounds that wait at airports and stuff for celebrities to come out and have them sign this big stack of pictures and then sell them on eBay. Oh, wow. But it's happened twice now. The first one, uh, George was like, that's enough. I've given you enough. You're going to sell those for like $1,000 on eBay. And then apparently the newest one that happened a couple of days ago, he was like, go get a job. Go get a real job. Stop harassing people. Yeah, something people. like, <laughs> that's why I'm rich and you're not. Go get a job. Yeah. Something like that. Cranky ass, rich ass George Lucas. I love him. I love that man. Uncle George sticking <laughs> it to the eBay hounds. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think if if one of us were to, like, run into George out in the open, out in the public, and approached him and be like, oh, Mr. Lucas, oh, I'm a big fan. Could I, Would you mind signing this? I don't think we would you- get the same. Would you sign my arm with a Sharpie and I'm immediately going to go get this tattooed? That would probably be pretty close to something I would do. Probably pretty close. Probably pretty right on about that. But uh, So I think that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, Sorry it was sort of a short one, but it's been a hell of a weekend thus far. Uh, Next week we will get to the voicemails and emails that you guys kindly have sent in. I'm sure we will be hearing uh, lots more from our good buddies now that this is out. And we have plenty to discuss. Um, But we wanted to make sure to get an episode out for you guys, especially now that we had this badass behind-the-scenes reel to discuss. Um, It's looking great. I wish it was December. I can't wait another five months for this movie. I can't. It's too long. Um, but buddy, thanks for, uh, carving out a little bit of time on your Saturday to help me do this. I really appreciate it. Oh man. I always got time for you. If you guys like our theme song, please check out the band that was kind enough to donate the music. They are stoned Cobra and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. Rate and review us on iTunes while you're at it. We've gotten a couple new reviews. King of all times, I'm looking at you, buddy. Don't you think? Don't think I didn't notice that royal review we got from the King of All Times. Be like the King of All Times. Leave us a sweet five star review. Check out the other podcasts on the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. You know they're all going to have a ton of varying opinions to say uh, to discuss about this uh, behind. Some the scenes. probably far better than ours. Yeah, probably. I won't even say probably. Some surely far better than ours. But I'm, you'll have to go listen to him to find out. I'm really looking forward to hearing our buddy Steele's blog pods from D23. You guys should check those out. He does the best convention coverage in the Star Wars podcast game. You He's really got a knack out. for it. I mean, he is. If there is a dude to look up to in the Star Wars pod- podcasting world, it's that dude. Motivated. He's the convention king. Motivated, professional, 
talented. Podcast king. Fucking handsome. Has an adorable cat. <sighs> That's enough. That's enough fondling the I balls mean, of one Mr. S. Share the winnings, deal. <laughs> Save some for the rest of us. God damn. <laughs> We're all regular Joes over here. Damn. You can't fucking compete with your Australian charm saying H instead of H. Uh, anyway, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, hopefully, this will be up momentarily. I don't know. I'm going to maybe try to set up my phone as a mobile hotspot to get this uploaded to you guys. We'll see. If not, maybe I'll drive to Starbucks or McDonald's or something and steal their Wi-Fi. I'm going to do what I can to help get you guys th the content that uh, you guys en enjoy, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, for Blue Harvest, I'm Hans Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>